We are here with the best of Be Live, Ross Brand, Rachel Moore. You're Ross Brand. Ross, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing fine. I think I'm Ross Brand. I believe you're Rachel Moore. Um, I try. I try to. I be. go on the road, and the whole thing gets uh, thrown out of uh, <laughs> out of proportion, right? Or it gets right. mixed up, or something like that. <laughs> now, where are you exactly? I mean, you don't have to tell us like your room number of what hotel or anything, but like whereabouts are you that you're not? You're I'm normal. in room five. Oh no. No. <laughs> I am in Lima, Ohio, in uh, Northwest Ohio for uh, Social Media Week Lima. It's the nice. Midwest's largest social media conference. And Jessica Phillips from Now Marketing is the one who puts it, puts it on. Easy for me to say. It's in its <laughs> sixth year, and it's amazing. I mean, her attention to detail, like every aspect of this has just been unbelievable and it hasn't nice. even started yet <laughs> oh, that's now, are you speaking or on a panel what's your involvement with it so i'm gonna be on a on the live video panel and um i'm gonna be on the panel with mia voss uh brian fanzo and kate volman is gonna be the um the moderator for that panel so that's, that's so one, cool that, that's thank you that that's one o'clock tomorrow I don't know. They're going to try and live stream some stuff. So uh, check Social Media Week Lima Facebook page. Social okay. Media Week Lima, like the bean, L-I-M-A. Oh, it's and Social Media Week and not day. That is that is pretty ambitious. Let me put that on here. It's actually a two-day event. But yeah, they, uh, they call it Social Media Week. And uh, it started tonight. There was a, a speaker's dinner and uh, people have been coming in today. And then uh, there's tomorrow's like pretty much conference style speeches and panels. And then cool. um, Thursday, the second day is more workshop style stuff. So kind of getting down to the nitty gritty of how you actually do things and, <laughs> you know, people sharing issues that they're having and how they've solved problems and things like that. Uh, but really, really great group of speakers. Um, Jessica Phillips obviously is is opening mm -hmm. the conference, but Brian Kramer's here. Um, Kathy nice. Hackle is here. Um, oh. I mentioned uh, Brian Fanzo, Tiffany mm -hmm. Lanier, Mike Alton, uh, Mia Voss, as I said, Mike Gingrich. There's a, just a, a nice. great group of people. Damian Ross, Angus Nelson, um, and some other people that I just met for the first time tonight, or I actually, I actually met Brian Kramer for the first time in person and met nice. Mia Voss for the first time today. Me and she's I, she's a force of nature, man. She's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, we, we did a live stream and I was testing out my gear and she was making fun of me. It was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> in a very good way it's it's more like you're yeah. amazing but i'm also gonna kind of make fun of you she she is she's one of my favorite people i love hanging out with her because it is it's just it's always high energy and you're like what's gonna happen next i'd better be ready <laughs> life is just fun when mia's around <laughs> i mean it really is. Have that kind of that kind of positive spirit hey cheryl hey larry morgan Larry's great to here, see everybody morgan. thanks everybody for joining Please do share this out. Let people know that we are right. live on the Be Live TV Facebook page with the best of Be Live. I'm Ross. She's Rachel. And right. we are talking a little bit about Social Media Week Lima, Ohio. I had never heard of Lima before, um, but Jessica Phillips totally put nice. it on the map. And this is now the Midwest's largest social media conference. And you're out in Denver, so you're familiar, of course, with Social Media Day, Denver, and yeah. you know about this road road to social that people are doing? I've heard things about it. I know that Fanzo uh, and a couple other people are going to be road tripping from Lima over this way to uh, Denver because Brian Fanzo and Chris Strub and a couple other people are going to be uh, speaking at Social Media Day Denver that's here next Friday. It's actually next Friday, June 29th. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with Social Media Day... It is mm -hmm. international, Mashable set it up uh, several few years ago. I think I want to say it's like a decade ago. And it's uh, typically it occurs on June 30th. But um, I know Erin Sell is the organizer of Social Media Day Denver, and she is making sure that, uh, you know, it's happening on Friday the 29th. And then there's some extended stuff on uh, the next day on Saturday. So, and, and I love what Anna said too. That road trip sounds epic. I know. I, I'm it a little really jealous. Does. I love road trips. So I'm like, it'd be kind of fun to be on that road trip, but. 
Yeah, if you're interested in, in, in following along, some of the people going, like you said, Brian Fanzo, Jessica's going on it, Jessica Phillips, um, Damian Ross, um, Chris Strub is coming That's coming right. out here for this conference, and he's going to be going on that. It's basically 10 days, three conferences. Wow. So uh, they're going to something in Wichita, and then they're going on to Social uh, Media Day Denver. And uh, you're going to wow. be there, right, for social media? I data. am. I am not going to be an official part of it other than I am sponsoring, wait for it, a karaoke night, a private karaoke night on the following night. Um, so people who are attending Social Media Day Denver, uh, it's part of that and they can attend. It's free to, free to get in. Uh, I'm not paying for people's drinks and stuff because, man, I don't know if you've met social media people. They can put it away. <laughs> Uh, but we are going to have singing because, you know, some social media people just cannot get enough of the limelight and including me. So we're going to have fun <laughs> with that. But uh, I'm really looking forward to the event. And I, I can't wait to hear more about uh, Social Media Week Lima because I, I know that sounds like a really quality event. So naturally, I'm not surprised that you're there. Well, thank you, Rachel. And I, I hope you enjoy Social Media Day Denver. That sounds awesome. Uh, I want to say a quick hi. Brad Friedman is here. Anna oh. is here. So. Uh, even though I do all this virtually anyway, it's like I miss everybody when I'm away, even though I'm really <laughs> the same distance from a computer. But I don't have as much time, obviously, when I'm traveling to to be right. online. Um, but I, I just mentioned a couple things for tomorrow. If you can follow along, whether it's following along the hashtag uh, Social Media Week Lima 18 SMWL. I, I can okay. do this. SMWL. Start with a hashtag SMWL18. Uh, okay, so whether you're it. following along on social media with that hashtag um, or you check the um, the Facebook page for Social Media Week Lima to see if they're live streaming. A um, couple of talks regarding video at 1115. Mm -hmm. uh, Tiffany Lanier is going to talk about humanizing video with mm -hmm. your personal brand. And then uh, our panel at one o'clock is going to be building your brand and inspiring community through video. And again, that's uh, with Brian Fanzo, Mia Voss, and Kate mm. Volman. That's the one uh, nice. I'm going to be on. And then uh, later in the day, Kathy Hackle is going to speak about VR and AR. Nice. I, I think she's going to focus on on AR. Um, Brian Kramer is going to talk. Uh, Whatever he talks about is amazing. Um, he's going to talk about how to humanize your business. Mm -hmm. And Mia Voss is going to ta talk about how to build a strong community tribe online and in person. Um, lots of other good speakers uh, today and workshops, uh, or rather tomorrow and workshops on Thursday. But uh, those are just some of the ones that stand out to people in, in this community, yeah. uh, live streamers and uh, social media folks. Uh, are going to know those people and and probably follow them and have seen them doing live videos and um, it's going to be fun to to see their nice. speeches in person. So, well, yeah, nice. and the, the road fun. to social is the other hashtag to follow if you want to follow the people who are making that 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 trip. Um, I'm heading back home after this conference, but they're moving on to Wichita and then to Denver. So that's hashtag road to social. Very nice. Well, and I'll I'll be on the receiving. I'll re be ready to receive them into Denver uh, yes. as they come in there. And again, <laughs> I, I saw that Morgan said it's a 15 hour drive to Denver. I get it. Yeah, that's that's a ways. It's worth it. Um, but I so next week I'll be I'll share a little bit more about that too, just about the run up for that because that'll I'll you'll, I'll definitely be live streaming some stuff myself from that. You um, know, it's almost like we're bookending this trip because I'm here I in Lima like and then they start here and, and then they end with you in, in Denver. So it's, That's right. like, you know, something to look forward to at the start and at the finish. <laughs> That's right. Um, hey, uh, we're going to dive into the rights manager topic in just a few minutes, but um, there was some really cool live stream news. And Ross, I don't know if you saw this because I, I, it was on next web. It just was out today. So some of you guys may know about this, but um, Facebook live has some new features that are getting rolled out. Uh, they're going to add polling okay. and a game show feature. 
kind of like uh, if anyone's familiar with HQ trivia and then also monetization. And again, I got this off next web. So really, if you like look, look on nextweb.com or the nextweb.com or anything like that, uh, but essentially what they're doing, and it looks like it is for native Facebook live, but um, they're letting you, once you go on Facebook live that you can add a poll. So, uh, and here I am back and forth. Here I am. Yes. And, um, <laughs> but you can add a poll, which, which, you and I have probably would have had a lot of interest in because, as you know, we used to have two guests on kind of your pick and my pick. And we wanted to know right. which one people liked. So you can very much do that same thing on a Facebook Live now where they'll let you say you can pull the audience and, you know, come up with a result result by the end of the live or thereafter. Um, they also have it where you can do a game show thing or like trivia where you can put a question out there with the correct answer and people can guess and you have people if they're eliminated from the competition, I don't think they're kicked off the live stream or anything like that. Cause that would just be silly. Um, but they're, you're basically able to kind of create a competition there very much in the spirit of HQ trivia, which if anyone here, does anyone here play anyone watching now play HQ trivia? If you do just put HQ in the comment and we'll know that's you. Um, I downloaded it. I played one game. I'm like, I, it's like Pokemon go. I'm like, Nope, I will have no time for this. So I, I uninstalled it right away. <laughs> But uh, it's one of those things where it's it's only at certain times. It's not like it's a 24-7 thing. You just have to show up at the time of that live game and do that. So they can, they're letting you do that very similarly with Facebook Live with this new uh, feature. And then the last one, which is pretty cool, and there are only rumors of this, um, but it sounds like it's in development, is that they are creating um, a platform so that marketers can connect with creators or influencers based on who that person is and who their market is. And then they can try to collaborate so that they can, you know, you know, you possibly, you know, if, if you know somebody who's a live streamer and you see them and you see them on Facebook on this platform, and you're like, Ooh, they probably could market my product or service really well. You can then right. reach out to them and, you know, kind of strategically reach out to people who would be micro influencers for you. So that sounded really cool in a way that they're trying to, for once, you know, sometimes Facebook has not been very strong with that, but it sounds like they're trying to say, hey, if you're a good content creator and there's a market out there for you or somebody who could utilize those skills, let's get you two connected. So that sounds really cool. I mean, Facebook is just going fast and furious with rolling yes. out these. It's like you blink for a second. Oh, here's three more features. I know. I mean, how do you not love live polling, right? I mean, there's oh, just so many. I mean, can we use that to vote? Like when we do... I don't know. I think it sounds like you, and, and I don't know if it would do, I don't know if you only have, like, I know Twitter lets you poll and you have, I think up to four options uh, in mm -hmm. groups. You can do endless options because you can set it to where people can add options. So I don't know. I, I don't know if they're just extending that into live streams where now you can like just right. add so many, you know, polling options and stuff. I think it's great because you really could, you know, find out if you wanted to do some testing of a product or service, say, mm -hmm. Hey audience, which one do you like better? you like a or b or c and then they can say oh <laughs> a is great and how many people do we see do that on our facebook feeds where they're like hey i came up with a new design for my show which show card do you like and then all of us can sound off and say that one sucks that one's great you know and so i could totally see some use cases are you for this. are you making fun of me for my which podcast mm -hmm. cover do you like no i'm not I am not, in fact, making fun of anyone. That stuff's important because, you know, I might think something looks great. And right. then other people are like, that is awful, Rachel. What were you thinking? So <laughs> not making fun, but it's a cool feature. Yeah. And I'm then the, sec the second feature um, was the game show feature. Did yes. they go into details? I mean, this is like Family Feud, Hollywood Squares, who wants to be a millionaire? What exactly did they uh, say about see. it? Let me look at it. So basically, um, so the, like they have a screenshot. And again, I'm getting this from the next web. It's it's on mm -hmm. the front page. You can see it right, right away. Um, it's She's a, a woman's asking, what did my husband Marcus say was something I did that made him not want to marry me? <laughs> and uh, so she's got all these like, you know, like three options. And people can be, basically say, I think it's this one. The newlywed um, game. <laughs> kind of, right? And then they can then, you know, you could do so many things. You could do like, hey, uh, what movie is this quote from, you know, or, um, when did we roll, you know, when did we roll this product out or, or things like that? I mean, you can do kind of anything or which of these books did I write? You know, what's the correct title and just make it fun and gamify it basically. So I really like that. I mean, I love games and it's always yeah. fun to be like, you know, how many people do quizzes on Facebook? You're right. like, I got to do a quiz. 
Um, so I think it, I think there's a lot of use case for it. I'm sure we'll see a lot of these roll out where people are like, let's do a live stream and you can take my trivia. It'll be fun. Yeah. So. And I mean, it, it's, I think it's great for businesses to do fun stuff like that, but it's also just social, right? Like totally. <laughs> we sometimes forget that social is about social and That's it could right. just be a lot of fun for a bunch of people to jump on and, and, and do that. So. That sounds really cool. I got to look does. into the, the monetization thing more because I don't totally, uh, totally get it because they keep, they keep being like rumors of different things. And first I it was know. like, there's going to be something maybe for gamers, but this is <laughs> for everybody, right? I mean, this yes. is a gamer thing. Yeah, this this sounds like it's like anyone creating video content, uh, live stream specifically, but uh, mm -hmm. that it'll connect you like it gives you kind of a dashboard where you can like find people who are pushing that stuff out. And so he'll tell me more about. Yeah, I think they gave an example, like if you wanted a, a young woman broadcaster who, you know, her audience is primarily young women. And of course, we all know Facebook mm -hmm. has the data. And so it looks like it's going to make that data available to someone who's in this uh, platform, this app to say, OK, well, good. I want to find that person that really is the best fit for what I want to try to accomplish. So they know more about you than you know about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's that kind yeah, of data. I love showing people the the back to the back end of Facebook ads and just start just saying, "Hey, just throw <laughs> out, just throw out some. Uh, go think of your best friend. What are some traits?" And I start just building that, and they're like, "Oh, how does it know? It's crazy." So it's it's creepy as anything. Yeah, and it's the shades of the newlywed game. <laughs> it is right. I know it's like that. You almost want that little kind of seventies, like da 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 da, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And, have fun with it. <laughs> I want to say a quick hi to uh, Tina. Great to see you, Tina. Um, Sonia's here. Jacqueline. Hey. Uh, great to see everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. Mm. Uh, Brad Friedman asks, will your session be live streamed? Ross, he's talking about Social Media Week mm -hmm. Lima. Uh, it's a one o'clock session tomorrow. I don't know for sure. Um, they, they're going to try and stream some of them. Uh, they're all going to be recorded, be? but it, yeah, there's a chance they might pick the live video one. I just don't know. I think it should. I mean, well, and, and we get it. I mean, you know, you and I have been at conferences where it's the bandwidth sometimes might not be there. Right. You're like, well, we'd rather not try to do a crappy live stream. You know, let's just record this at least and put it up later. So, well, I'm sure, I'm sure effort will be made. I'm going to say hi to Brigetti, even though she says she's not really here because she's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's a bot that just like, boom, and it drops Maybe, in so she can say right? hello, we, even we if she can't. We're up on your screen. And so that's a view. Thank you for that. Yes, thank you. We <laughs> it's love very that. nice. And, and two comments. Uh, uh, hello, that's Anna. Right. Hey, Anna. And uh, <laughs> glad you joined oh. us in your dreams, Brigetti. <laughs> we'll be well behaved right. for now. <laughs> that's funny. All right. Well, shall we dive into tonight's topic? I think we shall. <laughs> okay. Um, I wanted to I wanted to kick this off by putting some context around what we're going to talk about. So okay. uh, tonight's topic, we're, we are going to talk about Rights Manager. This is a new tool for content creators, uh, which you guys all are. You, you are, Ross. I am. If you create anything for a Facebook page, this is for you. Um, right. And it really is about managing your own content, uh, that you're not just giving it away. You may want to kind of police it down and know when it's being used. Now I have three examples of this. Uh, so first one I shared, I'm going to touch on really briefly because it has nothing to do with digital content. Uh, it basically is the fact that I left my flip flops close to the giveaway pile in our house. And thus my son has repossess them. So now they're his clip flops. I can fight all I want about that, but now it's going to be a hard deal for me to say, well, I'm going to take those back. Can I borrow them? Maybe he'll forget he wanted them or whatever. So that's just an example. But let's actually talk about digital content, which is applicable to this. Both of these examples relate to YouTube. Now, if you have your own example of when you either got busted uh, by something online that's saying, hey, you're using someone's copyrighted content, uh, or if you had your content used and busted somebody, please post it in the comments because uh, so I'm sure some of us may have experienced this. So when my son was five, mm -hmm. I was relatively new to YouTube and this was just on my personal profile channel. Um, I made a little iMovie of his fifth birthday and I added the cantina music from Star Wars. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's it's that like kind of fun bar music and whatever. It's when Han Solo is there. Shame, shame. <laughs> 
Yes. And I didn't realize at that time the power of George Lucas and the mm-hmm. whole Lucasfilm and anything. So I made the video. It's cute. It's really fun. And I uploaded it right. to YouTube. Within two weeks, I got a notice that my video had been taken down because it said, you've used copyrighted content. The owner has uh, barred that video from being shown. So my video is gone. I'm like, shoot. And I knew exactly what it was. I'm like, oh, it's the Cantina music. Yeah, I can't obviously can't buy that. I'm not going to buy it for my five-year-old's, you know, birthday party. The other instance, this was when um, I I was also using content, but I was it was permissible. So uh, I have a family podcast called Unposit. And um, we we use a tool that once we upload the uh, audio podcast, it will actually generate a YouTube video of the podcast. Now, it's just it basically creates a thumbnail and you can just hear the whole podcast on YouTube. Right. Um, But when we got the podcast set up, I had purchased some music, some stock music on a site. I purchased it because I'm like, that's perfect music for us. So it's on each of our podcasts. It opens it and closes the podcast. Um, I got alerts on YouTube saying that two of my, of those podcast videos had been marked as possibly breach of, of copyright because the owner of the music says, well, you're using my music. So what I had to do was respond. I had to dispute it and say, uh, I had to copy and paste in that. Here's the uh, site I bought it from. Here's the uh, verbiage from the receipt. Right. Here's the date I bought it. Um, and it wound up being, okay, you're fine. They were just making sure. But I share all this, and I see some people are, are sharing that too. Um, and I, I see another YouTube <laughs> example right. as well from Larry. Um, obviously, this is happening a lot. And unfortunately, with the internet, so many people can access stuff. And you do. You you grab something quick. You, you're like, I want to use this. Um, but the owner of that does want to protect it and say, yeah, but I put work into this and I don't want you to use it. If you by chance could make money off this, I should be making money because I made that. So um, you really do have to be careful and and really consider that anything we've talked about this, I think even last week, Ross, anything you generate and you put time into and you publish online is your content and you should protect that at all costs. Um, you wouldn't want to work for free, would you? You know, be like, oh, I'll just go into my eight-hour job. They don't need to pay me. It's fine. You're not going to do that. And you right. need to treat your content the same way because that potentially could be a moneymaker for you. And you don't know. You may not predict. You may think, well, this will be make money, and it doesn't. Something else you make, oh, my God, everybody loves it. So right. this is all in line with that. I don't know if you have any examples or can think of anything, too, or we can even, like, touch on some people in the comments um, right. who have experienced this, whether they were the recipient, you know, they were the offender or, mm-hmm. uh, or they busted somebody who was using their content. Well, I, I mean, I, I think, yeah, there's, there's definitely, you don't want to lose on the money side. Right. Um, right. but even if it's not something that you're ever going to make money on, if you, mm-hmm. if you created something, you want, you want to own that. I mean, you want to have decide who gets to share it and, and where, mm-hmm. and, um, just because you put it in a public domain doesn't mean somebody can take it and use it as their own. Right. Um, right. and in different websites, like, you know, with photos, um, Flickr, remember Flickr? That was a website. For- Dude, <laughs> it's still, still around. I know. <laughs> but like you could set all these different types of rights rules and how it yeah. can be used and, 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 and so forth. Um, but I, I think it comes down to, you know, just, for people to not get in trouble, use common sense with the stuff, right? If it's not yours, know whether you have the right to use it. Did you buy the right to use it? Mm. Did you get it from a site where everything is, is sort of free and unconditional? Yeah. Um, what are, what are the conditions? Um, and if you're not sure, don't use it. And if, unless it specifically says no attribution is required. And even then sometimes it's nice to give attribution anyway, give attribution um, because no matter how annoyed somebody might be, if they find out, okay, you were using my music and you didn't have the right to it. Maybe you thought you did whatever. If you actually are listing them on, you know, the music creator on, on your credits, right. Or you're, you're citing the, the, photographer in your blog post or whatever it's going to tamp down their their upset with that issue a little bit because Mm -hmm. hey you're also giving them the recognition of of that but 
I mean, think about how strict, uh, you know, things were in school, right? You couldn't just copy somebody else's work. You couldn't just steal it and present it as your own. Yeah. You couldn't closely paraphrase it or even paraphrase it loosely and not yeah. cite a source. Well, it's the same thing with, you know, video or audio or even talking about something that you get from somewhere else. Like Rachel mentioned where she got this story from. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and if it's something that, you know, Facebook just releases a, a press release or, or something like that, then it's, you know, you might have read about it in, in, in some magazine, but essentially you're reading mm -hmm. about what's public knowledge. But when somebody breaks a story or is the first one uh, or is one of a few to cover something and you're yeah. talking about it, you really should give credit to mm -hmm. at least the publication, if not the author as well. Yeah, I, I, you're absolutely right. And unfortunately, many people, I mean, there, there's been this, it, it's very widespread where you go on the mm -hmm. internet and it feels like everything's free. It feels like, well, it's just out there, you know, and a lot of people do give a lot away for free, probably more than they should. I know I've done that. And I, you might have done that too, Ross, and people watching mm -hmm. the live or the replay may have done that. But um, it is, it's, it's no whole new notion that, oh, well, it's just free. It's on the internet. It must be okay to use. That's not true. Mm -hmm. And at, at the end of this uh, tonight, we, we are going to go through a couple tips just to say, you know, here's how to check. You right. mentioned Flickr. You can absolutely check to see if an image is permissible. Yeah, you go ahead and use it. Don't worry. You don't have to credit me. You aren't often going to find that. Usually people are going to say, I at least need you to credit that I'm the one that put this up or took that. Mm -hmm. And I see that we've got a lot of examples. Uh, Brad looks like he had a blog post stolen and translated into Spanish and nobody credited him for that. Uh, you know, Anna says that there's a, a Facebook live was shut down because someone was dancing to a video or to a, to a music video and that music is copyrighted. So Facebook's like, you're out of there. Um, so it, it definitely is out there. And obviously Facebook knows about it. So that brings us around to this rights manager thing. Right. So um, now for anyone wondering, uh, Ross, you sent me the link and I know um, someone else this last weekend sent me a link to it, too. And I'm like, what? what is that? I actually know what it is now because I went through the process and I would oh, wow. love to share it with you guys. An investigative reporter digging deep into I the did. story. <laughs> Although I don't feel I feel like you've got the investigative reporter like on location look tonight. And I'm more like, hey, I'm back here in the studio trying to throw to you, throw to you. And, you know, play the play the outro and, you know, stack my papers on the desk mm -hmm. like everybody does in a news broadcast. Yeah. Um, let but, me mention, uh, one, let me mention sure. one thing before you get into the heart of that. And, and yes. Morgan says Facebook doesn't even allow you to post video with copyright music. Mm -hmm. I've had that happen to me before, but otherwise, no, not yet, at least. Um, you know, what's interesting is because the algorithm doesn't know it may be your own copyrighted music and you could get in trouble for yeah. playing it in yeah. a video because it's. It just knows it's copyrighted music. Um, but there were stories, you know, and I, we might have even talked about it on, on the show here um, maybe a month ago or so where Facebook was starting to sign deals with record labels in the music industry to where you could start to use um, copyrighted music and, you know, music by no well-known artists and stuff like that in your videos because Facebook yeah. was, uh, you know, either purchasing or licensing the rights to that. Um, and I haven't really heard anything about that since or seen anything about it. I, don't I haven't know. either. If anybody has heard a follow up or anything, please uh, throw that in, in the chat. Let us know. Um, yeah. Let us know what you know so that we can know. And then everybody we want to know, know and everybody can know. And, you know, um, yeah. And, and definitely, I, I want to, I, I feel like this is such a, an interesting area. And I mean, I really do appreciate it too, and you'll see that they're at least they're making an effort. Um, for those of you who want to kind of learn more about it, you can, you know, you can even kind of open a new tab and go check this out while you're listening, because uh, I'll be we'll, right. we'll be walking through this. I went through this process today. It was a little sporadic because I would do it and then come back to it. Um, basically, you would go to rightsmanager.fb for Facebook. Dot com. Okay. And that'll take you to where they kind of have their own like, you know, mini site right there. Um, the first thing you'll see is a button saying apply. So this right. is something you're not automatically going to get. Uh, you will need to apply for it, uh, which is fine. Um, but that at least will get you get you started. So you'd want to apply for rights manager. Now, the application is really easy. I will say you have to be an admin or an editor level 
role on a Facebook page. So, and this is only for Facebook pages. That is a caveat I should mention. Um, how many people in here I would love you guys to sound off, type in the comment. Um, do you go live or post videos like businessy kind of, you know, you have a, a end game for these things. Do you do it on just a page? Do you do it on a profile? Do you do it in a group events? Um, post those below. If it's all four, type them all. Pages, events, groups, profiles. Uh, if mm -hmm. it's just profile and pages, type that. If it's just pages, type that. This is only for pages at this time. I say at this time because mm -hmm. I still have dreams that Facebook's going to realize that sometimes people are using profiles a little more effectively than maybe a pages uh, right. or that they're going to give us analytics on profiles. But um, this tool is just for pages and you can therefore only apply for this if you are an admin or uh, editor an editor role on a page and oh it says page unavailable that's my fault probably take off the www just ignore that my fault uh i think i added that because i'm like oh it's got to be a www Wrong. <laughs> um also if you just google rights manager facebook you're obviously going to see it right away because mm -hmm. they're going to say we made sure that's at the top. So uh, sorry about the errant link. Uh, so you would need to click apply for the rights manager. Now, so I clicked apply. You go through this form. It's, it, it'll, it obviously knows because Facebook does. It'll know all the pages you manage. <laughs> and you have a little drop down list. It's, it's going to ask you to pick one of them. You have to pick a page that you want to apply rights manager for. It'll ask you to describe it. What kind of page and content is this? Is this for advertising marketing? Are you doing entertainment? Is it media? education, right. news. It's assuming you're putting out content, most likely video or at least some visuals of some kind. And you can check all that apply so you don't have to restrict yourself to one kind. Uh, it's also going to ask you for uh, an email address for a contact information because they want to connect with you that way. Um, and it'll also ask you for any other links. This felt very much like when, uh, if you have anyone... I don't think they're doing it anymore now or have suspended it when you might've applied for Twitter saying, I want to have a verified profile on Twitter. They'd ask for supporting links saying, where else can we see that this is something legit? So mm -hmm. when I applied uh, for my page on Posit for our family podcast, I said, Oh, we have a website, put that in there. We have a Twitter account, Instagram, and obviously our Facebook page, but, um, and then a YouTube account. And so I put all that in there. And then lastly, it asks you, is there anything, you know, that's a specific example that you put out that could be something that's copyrightable you want to protect? You don't have to put that in, and I didn't. Right. So I left that blank. It's optional. I hit submit, and about two hours later, I got an email saying, you're approved for, uh, you know, to do rights manager for your page on Posit. I was like, sweet. Mm. So um, <laughs> it didn't it didn't take very long. I, I've heard that that if you have a bunch of pages and you apply for all of them, that they will actually send you a, a separate message for each of your pages when they're approved. Ah, okay. Uh, and that makes sense because uh, I think if I wanted to go back into other pages, I would just have to do the process each time because obviously external links will be different, purposes right. will be different. You know, your pages might have differing purposes, so stuff like that. Um, so but it's a one, fairly easy process, right? It like it's something very, anybody can go in and, and do without, you know, needing to do mm -hmm. hours of research or something. You just go in and you answer the questions and they're usually mm -hmm. pretty basic questions that things that you're already, you already know by being yeah. the admin of the page. Right. And that, that does bring up a side point. Um, <laughs> if you have people who are editor roles on your pages, uh, I would address this with them right away say, yes, I have plans to do this. No, I don't because an editor can do this too. Uh, people get really excited and might think they're having initiative and saying, Oh, I'm going to go sign us up for this. Make sure you check. If you're an editor, <laughs> check with right. the admin uh, first, you know, you want to make sure, cause you know, Ross, you and I mm -hmm. happen to be on some pages where there are multiple editors. That's um, right. You do want to check and make sure you are fulfilling the wishes of the actual person who's in charge of the page. So qu question about this. Do you think that there's a, any downside to applying for this? Is there any reason why somebody shouldn't? I mean, because you can you can get approved and decide not to use it or this, right. you know, right. You can decide that you don't want to upload your your videos in the future or do live videos. Mm -hmm. um, but is there any downside to having it? I can't think of one right now. It would only be if you had a rogue editor, but even then I am not to the part where 
I've, oh my God, somebody's out there using um, content and they're getting paid mm-hmm. for it. And I need to claim that, which I'll get to. Uh, there, there could be some dollar revenue um, or, you know, whatever your currency is, some revenue that you can right. claim as a, re- as a result of using this tool. I don't see a downside to it. Um, I, I really don't. Apply anyway, at least get it enabled. Um, and then you can not, like you just said, not do anything with it. Uh, but as we go through, you'll see it's pretty easy. Um, I actually have some screenshots I would love oh, to share nice. with the group. Nice. So I'm going to bring up this one. So once you're approved, and I'm going to go ahead and solo this. Hopefully, you guys can see it a little better. It is pretty small, but um, this is the sidebar of the um, pub, the uh, page. Like if you're an admin or an editor on a page, and you're actually administrating it, and you go into settings, uh, these this is the sidebar of your publishing tools. And you'll see along the bottom, it's now, and this is on the page that I enabled. It's not on any of my other pages because I didn't apply for those. Rights Manager is now a tab on the left side and it has some choices there. So once you've been approved and you've gotten your email, uh, it's a very friendly email and they'll say, hey, you know, go ahead and um, go click on that. That's how you access it and that's where you get in there. Um, and the nice part is, so I I really was trying to read up on this too and say, um, okay, I'm not really sure how this is going to work. Facebook has done what it typically does. It's got a nice, does a nice job of... Uh, right walking you through so i have some other i'll share some other ones too i have some other screenshots ready okay Okay. so once once you uh get in there so it's gonna open this up it walks you through saying rights manager it's so pretty start protecting your content i'm like yes i want to protect my content so then it'll walk you through um this part so then you've got manage matching videos now to answer someone's question below, someone mentioned this would be really good for photographers. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, as of right now, it looks like it's only for video content. Um, so I, I think it I, said something about all types of content, but maybe that's not. Maybe, maybe that's I'm not wrong. Yeah, I and and I, I obviously will defer if I'm wrong about that. I I will take it all back. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer. I'm just saying I thought that's what I. I don't either. But um, the example they give is like saying you know manage matching videos, but right. chances are they probably have something else you could do. But the thing I worked with was videos, um, and then there's this other one I will show you. So then it says get credit for your content. Uh, so you can actually set it up to where once it knows the kind of content that you're trying to kind of s- scout for, if it mm-hmm. finds someone that's using your stuff, it'll pop a link automatically onto that content that somebody else is sharing saying, hey, go back to her- this page and find the rest of it. OK, so I really like that component of it saying that um, that it will it will help you kind of police that a bit. And then yeah. it's like, find this other one too. It's another one. So this was the great part. So right about this part is where I was like, well, how do I make sure that my live streams are in here? Um, right. It has this add your videos part that says, okay, if you're ready to get started, let's go ahead and add your videos. And you you have two options there. You can either upload or it'll look through your page and say, hey, I see you have some videos already. Should we go ahead and add those? And that's what I opted for. And so I went ahead and added those to my thing, which I was very excited about. It's like, that's what I wanted you to do. I don't want to have to upload all this because I was thinking, you know, I was like, well, maybe do I have to go in and, mm-hmm. you know, download all my Facebook lives and then upload my Facebook lives so that it, it sees those? No, right. it's very <laughs> seamless. Thank God. Wow. So, um, and so from then on, every time you do a live video, do you have to select something afterwards or before, during, like, I right, I don't right. know. And frankly, by the it way, it'd be so nice we, if you could just set it to automatic, like all that my would be nice, videos are protected forever. And thank you. Well, it made, it, they have actually a thing and I'll, I'll, let me drop this out really quick too. Um, they do have a thing they mention in when you guys go to uh, rightsmanager.fb.com. Um, they do have a thing saying that they they are, I think you have to apply for it as a live stream creator, but they do have a mm-hmm. thing they're going to set up to where as you live stream, if somebody decided to like somehow grab that and share it somewhere else, it's like in real time that it'll mm-hmm. bust them. So I was like, ooh, that's kind of cool. Now, wow. again, usually we're all like, share it everywhere. Don't don't let us just live in this microcosm, you know, so I'm not really sure how that'll work. Um, but that's, that's something they said that they could do an actual real time live stream monitor. Um, 
And then the last thing I want to show is this uh, screenshot. So once I'd uploaded um, my videos, it has this thing saying, well, what are your uh, match settings? And this is where it's trying to say, well, what do you want us to look for? And uh, you'll see in there, it says, well, do you perhaps want, you know, how long of your video, like if, if somebody sh has this embedded or they're sharing it on Facebook, and if, if it's exactly matching your video and it's going longer than a certain time, is that when you would like us to flag it? And so I think I put mine down to five minutes. I was like, yeah, because I mean, if I'm doing like an hour live stream like this one or something like that, or our podcast, there may be instances where I'm like, I totally want someone to share that to say, maybe this is an excerpt and they, they, you know, be happy to see that, um, this, th that my page is putting out this stuff. Notice too, if you guys can see it, it lets you select, do you want this to be for pages, content that's being shared by pages and profiles or profiles, right. you can actually unselect either of those or have them both selected, which is what I'm showing in that screenshot. And then um, the other thing is, and for, as far as visibility of the content, do you want it to only be if it's fully publicly visible or do you want us to keep an eye on if it's got some privacy settings on it? So I like that it's giving you all those options to say, um, I, I have a time limit as far as like how much I'm okay with somebody sharing without crediting me. Um, you know, they, I think it defaulted at 30 minutes. So I was like, I don't want that much. And, you know, <laughs> maybe you really are like, no, more than five seconds. That's mine. You know, so you can obviously shave that down however you want. But I did like the features of saying, um, well, if somebody is trying to share this in a group privately, it's still going to catch it, which right. is great. And uh, to just to follow back too, so you guys know now that in live streams, um, in live video, if it's a popular one, Facebook's inserting ads in those, right? Mm -hmm. Have you guys, have you guys, have you seen that? I, that, that annoys the crap out of me when I'm like trying to watch a really engaging <laughs> video and then stand by, you're going to watch a 15 second ad. I'm like, <sighs> it's very, and annoying. that's in the middle of live streams too. That's been occurring in the middle of live streams too. Wow. Um, you know what the threshold is like what, how many, I don't know. It has to be like really super popular ones, right? Not just like a few, few viewers. And I would them imagine in, right? it's like it has to be that's got a certain amount of like awesome. You know, everybody's watching it. It's kind of viral like a celebrity goes live or something, right. or right. right? Okay, but I don't know that for sure. That might be a different show mm -hmm. topic. Um, but so let's say that let's say you have a video and mm -hmm. somebody else decides to take part of your video and they put it in an ad or they just post it and it gets really popular because they shared it under whatever context. And Facebook says, well, we're going to pop an ad in the middle of that. So now let's say your rights manager says, oh, I see that they're using that, that thing. And guess what? An ad's going in there and it's earned them like $5,000. You can actually claim uh, a portion of the, that, that revenue and it'll bring back to you because that's my video. Right. So that's right. pretty cool. I'm so sure that'll happen tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so you, you set it to 30 minutes, not to five seconds, right? Like I you're set it to five minutes. Five minutes. So you're basically saying unless somebody stole a significant chunk of your work, you're not getting all upset because they stole three beats of your intro music or something like right, that. Right. Right. I, yeah. And I, again, I'll, I'll play with it and tweak it. I mm -hmm. don't anticipate, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Now, now I might find out things I never knew. Um, because mm -hmm. again, I, I set it up for our podcast page, which is basically a video of a thumbnail, but, um, you know, it's, when it's a video though, it's not just looking at visual content. It's looking at audio as well. It's just like when you would, you know, that's how Facebook's detecting when somebody's using copyrighted music. So, um, mm -hmm. it's, it's detecting that as well. So if somebody were to decide, well, I'm going to use, I really like the way they have their opener on their podcast. I'm going to steal that music. Um, it'll detect that. And so if I do shave it down farther, I could say, yeah, anything more than five seconds, I want to know. I might right. I might well run across some things where, and then after that, which again, I have no experience of yet, but then it'll actually, it'll notify you saying, hey, we found some match mm -hmm. content, go review it. And then you <laughs> can decide what you want to do with it from there. Interesting. Right? Uh, um, Anna says, can you save your Facebook lives to a cache somewhere? I'm not sure if you mean on Facebook or because, I mean, you can download any of your Facebook lives right. and you can store them on a hard drive on external. You can upload them to video mm -hmm. storage, storage yeah. cloud sites and all sorts see, of different things. I didn't see anything in there that was going to like basket your Facebook lives into mm -hmm. a separate thing. And I want to bring up this kind of ties to that. Morgan makes a point too, which is true. This is not retroactive. Um, so it's not like, 
I add videos that I had, I did a month ago and it's going to go back and say, Oh my God, well, guess what? Two days after you did that, somebody used it. No, it's going to do it from the day that I started saying, keep an eye out for this match content. So it's not going to be retroactive. Good yeah, point. I Thank you, Morgan. Give, I want to give Anna a quick shout out too, because I love that she's tagging people and mentioning people who might be interested in this, in this content. I know this, this isn't the sexiest topic that we've ever done, but this sure is a topic that's, that can be very helpful and, and of interest to a lot of people. So we appreciate, Anna, that you're sharing this this out. And it, it's something for people to just think of when you're watching a live stream, not just mm -hmm. for our live stream, but for any live stream. Is you know If you're enjoying something or you find it interesting or you think of somebody who might like it, uh, don't just share it, but actually you can yes. tag people in the comments as well. And, That's right. Uh, quick welcome to Jennifer Sloan. Thanks for joining us. Um, so we're talking about Facebook rights manager. Mm -hmm. And one thing I wanted to double back on, on the photo sites, because even though that's a little bit outside of this, one thing also to look for is a lot of people let you use their photos for free, uh, mm -hmm. without attribution, as long as you're not using it for commercial use while others let you use it for commercial use. And then some say you can modify it. Some say you can't, there's a lot of different layers to to what the permissions are. So yeah. Um, I love using Pixabay because that you can use anything you want with no attribution for whatever purpose. <laughs> exactly. Um, so well, you know you're safe as soon as you download something from there, but you really do have to right. check um, if you're using something for a commercial purpose, if that's even yeah. allowed, and then are you allowed to modify it or not allowed to and under what terms? Yeah. And, and honestly, sometimes it may just, you know, if you have a separate website, it may be about giving credit there. It may be, maybe you want to create a note on your Facebook page mm -hmm. that is all credits, you know, and ref maybe it refers to the post it was on, or maybe you just want to comment below your post saying photo credit, meh, you know, and link to whatever their work is. Um, you do need to be, be, be cognizant of that. I mean, it, it is, it's, if time is money, content's mm -hmm. money, you know, and, and it's more money, it's more money because you're putting time, effort, skill, presence, knowledge, all that mm -hmm. stuff into this content. So just to be be aware of that and not steal people's stuff, but also protect your stuff. Um, because you guys, we know people are out there, as we've already seen by people's examples, uh, they will steal the content because they're like, well, good, I want to be famous and look cool and I don't need to work for it. Yay. So yeah, <laughs> and that, that's uh, what, what Tina raises is interesting. She says if a, a CD organization uses the same stock, image that associates you with yeah. them or just if a stock image becomes so popular i know like mm -hmm. if i if oh, i'm yeah. doing a website on a certain topic and i'm looking for stock photos right and i i reject a few i might select a couple that i think mm -hmm. work maybe i'll buy one for the client whatever and then you know i'll see those same ones some of the same ones not necessarily yeah. the ones that we use but the, some of the ones that I considered and I'll see them on 50 sites over like the next, I you know, know several right? months. And you're like, good thing I didn't go with that one. Cause yeah, totally. Nobody's going to believe that's employees of that company. I know. Well, and I hate the ones too, that are just so obviously everyone's smiling in a picnicy field. It's like, right. but that's not necessarily what I'm going for. I might want something that looks a little perturbed or, you know, it just looks right. normal. They're not, they're just there, you know? So it's, it's really hard to find, to find like those pictures. People, I like when people actually use their own real employees because then I do too. that won't be a stock photo that shows up on somebody else. I know, life. right? I know it's, it's really, hard. and, and by the way, I mean, hopefully this goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. Don't just use Google images, find an image and download right. it and say, yay, that's my image chances are somebody owns that in some way. And and you guys, right. I'm talking like, I've done this too. I like finding gifts and memes and stuff. And I've actually sought those out when I'm like, oh, I want to share one that's uh, on my blog. But right. the last thing I want to do is go grab a gift somebody else has on their blog and get that link. I mean, I'd want to be like, hey, I got this gift from here. I'm always trying to find it where it's from a more open or common source. Wikipedia is great, actually. Uh, not so much for gifts, but for still images. They do have a lot, and th that's that's free to use. Um, and it's it's open source. It's Creative Commons. You can do that. But um, 
yeah, just just never assume that just because you find it in a Google search, mm-hmm. oh, it's fine to use. It's probably not. <laughs> so right, right. makes it harder, but it's true. For one of my websites, um, we actually we actually even mention the photographer or the or where we got the photo from, even if it's like from yeah. Pixabay, just to be just to show that you know we're we're going to cite all our sources, right? But then, right. like I'm on Livestream Universe, if I'm putting up a, a, an image of, let's say, your next show or whatever, or your next podcast, and it's got your face there, and it's like, see Rachel Moore do that. I'm pretty <laughs> much thinking you're going to be okay with me using that, and that I don't need to say image from Rachel Moore, right? Right, like, right. So yeah. There's some judgment, <laughs> right? If it's a promo image that's clearly putting put out there for distribution by somebody you know or a member right. of the community or whatever, that can be a little little different. Um so you know everything is kind of it's a lot of gray area, right? Um but right. the one thing that isn't gray is 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 stealing and taking somebody's work and passing mm-hmm. it off as your own and I guess what's even worse than that is, and I saw somebody post on Facebook who I trust and I think does does really good work, and she mentioned that people take her entire like program basically, yeah, and, and pass it off as their own and sell it to other people. Yeah, so I so mean smarmy. that's really really bad. <laughs> yeah, and and that's why, and I want to. I have a point to make just after highlighting Tina's comment. Every image she captures is encoded. If it's nice. used without permission, she gets notified. Uh, Tina, if you if you do a course on that, that would be fantastic. I know there'd be like photographers who would pay for that because that's that's really good to know um, that you can do that in in your content. So it it does kind of what rights manager is doing, saying I know when this got used. You should go check that out. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's not bad. Um, right. And to that point, speaking of Google again. It's always in your best interest to set up a Google alert, um, at least one, for your site, your your content. Um, maybe you've got a title of a blog or whatever. Um, but it's really good idea to set that up uh, because then, and it's free to do. You can set up unlimited Google alerts. Uh, you just need a gmail.com address, which is free mm-hmm. to sign up for. Uh, but then you, you'll get, uh, and it, you can even tell it, say, I want to know every single time I get mentioned which I do not do for my name because it's a relatively common name. Uh, but you could also say I want a daily digest of the ones that mm-hmm. seem to be a big deal. Um, but at that way, you can at least be a, you know keep on tab saying, oh, wait a minute, that's my blog title. Where's that happening? And then you can see where somebody might have used it. It's not perfect, but it is just a mm-hmm. little extra um, protection for you to, to have awareness of where your content might be landing. And then you can go take somebody down if you don't like the way they're using it. So. And you can basically do any kind of Google search and then it'll offer you and you get an alert on this topic or whatever. So right. particularly, uh, I think particularly if you click news, right. And you, mm-hmm. because then it sees you want to get the latest stuff. And um, I, I really should do those. I, I don't, I don't should do them, that. but I, I should. Uh, and Barb, thank you for verifying that for me too. Images on Wikipedia are not necessarily public domain. Uh, just always click on the image links to double check rights. Double check. Very good. Yes. Um, and thank mm-hmm. you for that. Uh, always double check. Don't ever assume it's okay to use, uh, you know, just make doubly sure as much as you can and, mm-hmm. you know, take, take the, take the high road here guys and don't get in legal trouble. Cause you know that well, I remember when, uh, when that YouTube thing happened with my podcast video right. and I was like, Oh no. Um, cause I don't need that coming down. I want that up. And so I was like, but I also didn't want to, I'm like, I'm not in legal trouble. I paid, I paid for this. Here's my receipts. And they were like, okay, you're good to go. But yeah, I don't want to get in trouble. I'm a rule follower. Typically. Right. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah, this is all, but this is all gets. I, I do uh, to, to circle back to your question earlier. I don't see a downside to at least applying, opening yourself to the, to the, uh, ability to do this mm-hmm. to find and make sure none of your content is being say, you know, shared on Facebook. Now, that said, um, obviously, you know, we might have this video. I think this is just inherently set up uh, to be able to be embeddable. Uh, mm-hmm. This is not necessarily going to monitor someone embedding a video off of Facebook onto a website. I don't no, we think. want them to do that. We, we want w- them to do that. Everybody can feel free to embed this on their website. You can you can share it everywhere you want. <laughs> yes, go for it. Go forth and share. We um, say sharing is caring, right? <laughs> sharing is caring with us. Um, so yeah, so just just be mindful of that. And obviously, there are tons of tools out there that are monitoring listening tools. They're mm-hmm. kind of expensive. Some of them they're more robust than Google Alerts. 
that can, you know, if you're really starting to see return on your content and really want to hammer down and not have it get used inappropriately or nefariously, uh, might be worth investing in that. But at least Facebook's giving us this for mm-hmm. their particular channel, which is really nice. So I'm, I'm keen to see how it works. And I also know, um, Branded content is a thing that's out there too, where you can kind of collab right. with other people and only allow certain pages or partners to tag or share your stuff. And also uh, I think that um, someone mentioned intellectual property there. I did mm-hmm. not delve into that a ton for this particular show, but that is also a thing too, that Facebook can help you with as well. Intellectual property to say that's mine, not yours. Stop doing it. So worth checking all these tools that mm-hmm. Facebook gives us to uh, make sure our content is ours. We should probably do a show sometime in the future on branded content. Not not like next we week, should. but no. at some point dig into yeah. that because that can be like a real benefit to people to understand how that, how that totally. works. You know, one thing I thought of with this topic just now, and I, I didn't think of it before, was um, do you have any idea how it works with logos? For example, if you're putting together like a promo image for your show um, and you have a guest from a certain company, a lot of people put that company, and I mean, I do it. Like, sure. if I if I have Rachel's a guest on my show, I'm gonna say Rachel Moore's on the show, and then I'm gonna might put a really social logo, yeah, on, on the show card. Is do I need Rachel's permission? Uh, my thought is that uh, particularly if you have it on the screen for a certain amount of time, based on what my match settings are. I would be curious to see if then if if that mm-hmm. video would show up on my rights manager say, hey, just so you know, Russ Brand on Livestream Universe just shared, then had your logo up on screen for over the five minutes or 30 seconds or whatever my time frame is. And obviously in that case, I'd be like, well, that's okay. Um, and it yeah. looks like the deeper you get into this, once once you do start seeing match content, it lets you um, allocate saying these these are permitted. Uh, this profile right. or page is permitted, uh, whereas not, no one else is. So uh, you can set that up to get deeper with that, where it's like giving it more strict uh, you know, guidelines to say, no, that's cool. And I think that, again, does get into kind of the branded content too. But my guess would be that I would get an alert if if they, if you had it up longer than what my my minimum or maximum was, and then right. uh, my maximum time frame, and then I'd be like, Russ, mm-hmm. why are you sharing my logo? I'm totally not going to talk like that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so but I will it, let you guys know if I start seeing that. Oh God, people are using my videos. It's going right, on? right. So, but again, it, it, I think it. You know, there's there's obviously the legal issues, but I, yeah. I think a lot of what we're talking about is is just sort of community values or ethical values or principles when it comes to not stealing other people's content and being courteous of how people would want that presented. Would they want attribution? Is it a place? Again, there's a difference between, you know, sharing a promo from somebody that was clearly put out to be shared everywhere to let people know to show up for their show and original artwork that was (laughs) put on display or, you know, (laughs) monetized in some way. Or like I said before, even something that just, you know, you took time to create and you know, you're never going to monetize it, but you didn't create it to just give it away. Right. For any use. Right. You want to have some some control over that. And certainly with your intellectual property or just with, you know, content that you develop, if somebody uses a piece of it, even if it's in like fair use, whatever, you have to cite the source, right? I mean, it's, it's back to basically grade school. Don't plagiarize. You don't copy somebody That's else's right. work. Um, That's right. And and you can you're you're getting, you're hanging out with me of us this week. You can ask her, mm-hmm. which I won't repeat the title of her talk here, but she she has talked on this topic before, where so many people um, they act a certain way. She has a descriptor for it, which again I won't mm-hmm. say here. But uh, it's basically when you are just with the you, hat? You try, uh, yes, it ends in hat. Um, but where you're like going to people and you know that they spend time, energy, and skill on creating stuff and you go and just ask them for free. Say, oh, well, can I just pick your brain or can I learn how you did this? Or can you tell me the formula for, for your success? It's like, uh, my consulting fee is X dollars and that's what you need to do. And obviously there are people who, you know, and Ross, you've been very kind to me when I've had questions about microphones, but this is valuable knowledge. It's time that you've spent to to learn something and become an expert in it. That person's not, and you're saving them energy by giving them what you know. And you maybe not give them 
exchange, you know, barter right. that over for some currency or whatever mm -hmm. works for you. But uh, yeah, just make sure you guys, it's, it's a good thing to always remember as we are wrapping up the show, actually, because I can't believe we've been here for an hour, wow. um, that people's <laughs> skill and their content and their creativity is worth money. Even if they're not, there's not a price tag on it. There's, mm -hmm. there's an inherent price tag on it. It costs them time and money or it costs them time and, and effort to do. Therefore, it's valuable. So treat it as such. And scene. Really well said. And I like what Anna says, cite your sources, be a good human. Yes. I love that, Anna. That's awesome. Very that smart. is that is a great note to wrap it up on. Um, thank you, Rachel. And thank you, everybody, you. for joining us and for sharing your thoughts on this issue. And uh, we look forward to finding out what you discover as you use Rights Manager and uh, what kind of feedback you get from Facebook or what kind of reports you get and, and all that kind of stuff. And of course, we'll be back next week with another episode of Best to Be Live Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, every Tuesday night right here on the Be Live TV Facebook page. Have a great night, everybody. Bye, y'all.